0: Thank you for your prayer this morning, John. I appreciate it very much. Well, if you have a Bible with you this morning, I would like you to turn to Psalm 102. Psalm 102. We're going to be looking at verses 25 through 28 of Psalm 102. Now, I want to do three things. This morning, and I hope they all tie together. First of all, we're going to continue this morning in our study of the attributes of God. Secondly, I want to prepare our hearts for sharing the Lord's Supper together, always an important time. For us as a church to take communion together. And third, I want to tie my message in with what Pastor Chad talked about in the introduction with Local Evangelism Month. So I hope to do all three of those things in what I share with you this morning now. Because this is Local Evangelism Month, next week we will have the Beacon of Hope presentation. And then Pastor Chad will preach uh, in the following Sunday. Then Pastor Dan Um, So there'll be a three-week period of really, really focusing on local evangelism month. And on the 29th, the last Sunday of the month, I'll come back to our series on the attributes of God just to give you a little heads up as to where we are headed. This morning we are looking at the immutability of God, the immutability of God. And in Psalm 102, verses 25 through 28, it says of old, you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. Well, our first point this morning is the God who does not change. The immutability of God means that God is unchangeable in his character and in all of his ways. Very simply for you this morning, if you're not familiar with it, the immutability of God simply means he does not change. God never changes. God is fixed in who he is. He is unalterable. It is impossible for God to either increase or decrease. If God were to increase, that means the God we're serving now is going to get a whole lot better in the future. If God were to decrease, that means that the God we're serving now isn't going to be as powerful or as strong in the future. No, God, our God, is the God who was, the God who is, and who is to come. And we, as a church, must be firmly rooted in this glorious truth that our God does not change. We're going to look at three aspects of the immutability of God. His character, his word and his salvation, his character, his word, and his salvation. First of all, God's character does not change. In his attributes, in his essence, in his perfections, in his being, God is who he is from age to age. He is forever the same. We are so unlike God. God is unchanging, we are ever changing. Every one of us, every single person in this auditory, every person watching by live stream is growing old. We're growing old. You look at a world-class athlete, as good as he or she may be, when they get into their late 30s, they're just not the same. They're not the same as they were in their early 20s. They, they just aren't. If you were to know a person and you were to meet him or her at 25 years of age and you didn't see them again until they were 85, okay, first thing you would notice, they've changed. <laughs> and probably changed a lot. Because we do. Our bodies, our minds, everything about us is changing. We're growing older. But our God never changes. He is forever the same. Classic text on this is Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. Great text on this. For I... The Lord, do not change. But don't miss the second part of that verse. Therefore, you, O children, are not consumed. The reason we're not consumed, that we don't just perish off this earth, is because our God never changes. The passage that we're looking at this morning, Psalm 102, verses 25 through 28. Of old, O God... You laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. Now watch this. They will perish. But you remain. You will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away. Even heaven and the earth are passing away. Revelation 21.1, the Apostle John says, Behold, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Even heaven and earth are wearing out. They're passing away. You will change them like a robe. They will all pass away. They will all wear out like a garment; even heaven and earth. But you are the same. Praise God. But you are the same, and your years have no end. And again, verse twenty-eight, much like Micah, or excuse me, Malachi three six, the children of your servants shall dwell secure; their offspring shall be established before you. You know the reason we. Well, secure from day to day is because our God does not change. He is always the same. It is very clear in the scriptures that God's attributes, every single one of them, are immutable. His holiness never changes. His omnipotence never changes. His wisdom never changes. Every attribute of God is unchanging. Another classic text, James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Every good and perfect gift that we have is from God. It is from above. And he was giving good and perfect gifts centuries ago, and he's still giving good and perfect gifts today because with him, with our God, there is no variation or shadow due to change. Is because he is not changing. God is changeless from age to age. The God that you knew as a child is the God who gave you strength in your teenage years. He is the God who was with you as you began your family. He is the God who was with you in your old years. And he is the very same God that you are going to stand before in heaven someday. He is forever the same, unchanging in his character. And what an encouragement this should be to each and every one of us. Every time we pray, every time we go to the throne of grace, God is the same. He is always the same. Did you know that God doesn't have mood swings? Praise God for that. Cuz you know what? Every single one of us have mood swings. And if you don't believe that, just ask your spouse, and they'll tell you. We do. Every one of us have mood swings. God doesn't have good days and bad days. Okay? He's not one kind of God one day and one, another kind of God another day. He's not a lesser God sometimes and a greater God sometimes. I want every one of us to know that every time we turn to the Lord, every single time, he is a rock. He is a refuge. He is our fortress. He is ever the same. God is unchanging in his character. Our second point is God's unchanging word and salvation. God's word does not change. What God speaks never, ever changes. God's word can't change. It can never be altered. It can never fail to come to pass. What God has spoken is etched in stone. It can never be altered. Numbers. Chapter 23, verse 19. God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? If God says it, he will do it. If God has spoken, he will fulfill it. God is not a man that he should lie. So what's that say about us? Means even the best of us, even the very best of us, have twisted the truth. We withheld the truth, altered the truth, covered up the truth, not spoken what is true. All of us. But that can never be said of God. Every single word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is pure, unadulterated truth. God will never have to take anything back that he said. Isn't that great? He said, God never says I shouldn't have said that. Everything God has said in his word, it shall come to pass. Throughout all the ages to come, God's word is fixed. It is firm. It is unchangeable. And this ought to be a great encouragement to every one of us to memorize scripture. When you memorize a verse from the Bible, it's always going to be the same. You're never going to have to say, boy, I, that isn't true anymore. There are so many things in our society, that, that, that's not true anymore. Never with the word of God. You can memorize scripture and it will be in your heart and it will be with you forever and it will never change. Isaiah 40, verse 8, the grass withers. The flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. We can bank our lives on the word of God. We can bank our lives on it. When we wake up tomorrow morning, we can know for certain that what we read in scripture yesterday will be forever true. What I read in scripture yesterday will be the same tomorrow and forever. It's always the same. And don't you thank God, in the Bible, what's right is always right. And what's wrong is always wrong. And wrong will never be right. Have you ever thought of this? What is right and wrong in America is right and wrong, according to Scripture, is right and wrong in Southeast Asia. It's right and wrong in sub-Saharan. Here in Africa, it's right and wrong in South America. Doesn't matter where you go, doesn't matter where our missionaries go to any people group in all of the world. Right is always right and wrong is always wrong according to the Word of God. The Word of God is the same for every generation for every continent, for every age, because it is always the same. God's plan for redemption is forever the same. God's standard for the family is always the same. God's standard for morality is forever the same. It is the immutability of God. It is the immutability of the word of God. Paul tells us that in Christ, all of God's promises are yes and amen. Aren't you glad for that? In Jesus Christ, all of God's promises are yes and amen. Second Corinthians one twenty. God's word never changes. And then thirdly, this morning, God's salvation does not change. And I want to tie this into our local evangelism emphasis this month. The message of salvation, how a person comes to know Christ as Savior, how, come, who comes to know, how we come to know God is always the same. It never changes. It, it always has been the same and always will be the same. Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ Jesus alone. It always has been and it always will be. Okay? Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone. Always has been and always will be. The Bible teaches that eternal life is a gift of God. A gift of God's grace that we receive by trusting Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Okay? A person is saved... By receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It always has been and always will be. Now, I want you to stay with me this morning. How were the people in the Old Testament saved? Same way we are. Okay? Put your thinking caps on with me. How were people in the Old Testament saved? Same as we are, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. The people in the Old Testament came to salvation by looking forward to the cross. They believed that God would send a promised redeemer, a promised Messiah. And they believed him. And they put their trust in that. That God would send a Redeemer, a Messiah. In Genesis and Romans, in Genesis and Romans, we read that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Old and New Testament says the same thing. Here's a passage you should always be fascinated by. Luke 24, verses 25 through 27. Luke 24, verses 25 through 27. Two of Jesus' disciples, after his resurrection, are walking on the road to Emmaus. And Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, comes along and walks with them. But, the Bible says... They were kept from recognizing Jesus so they don't know who he is as he walks with them. And so he says to them, what are you guys talking about? And they said, are you a visitor to Jerusalem and don't know about all the events that have just happened? That Jesus of Nazareth, a mighty prophet, was put to death by the chief priests and the rulers of the people. They had him put to death. But now... But now some of our women are saying, he's alive. And then we pick it up. And he said to them, and he said to them, O foolish ones, and I want you to notice how he specifically refers to the Old Testament. O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Excuse me. And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He spoke of salvation in himself by going all the way back to Moses and the prophets. You see, they were saved just like we are by looking forward to the cross, or they looked forward to the cross and believed in the promised Redeemer and Messiah. Today, we come to salvation by looking back to the cross and believing that Christ's death and resurrection provide the complete and sufficient means for our salvation. We believe that Jesus died and rose again And place our complete trust and confidence in his death and resurrection. And receive him as Savior and Lord. And that is how we are saved. Folks, Jesus has always been the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. It's always been that way and it always will be. God's salvation is always the same. It never changes and as you listen this month about sharing your faith in Christ you go with great confidence that you share the same message that God's people have shared for centuries because there is only one way to salvation well let that lead us into communion this morning if you're visiting with us this morning, one of our deacons will pray for the bread and the cup. The deacons will hand out the bread and the cup together in two stacked cups. When everyone has been served, I will read a passage of scripture and we'll eat the bread together. And then I'll read another passage of scripture and we will drink together. If you're watching by live stream this morning while the deacons are serving communion, we encourage you to use this as an important time of meditation and reflection.